Yo. Mr. Orenstein. What's up? How are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it is the new year, I guess, and it's pretty freshly the new year, too. Yeah. First week. Yeah. Yep. Annual review, 2023, looking back. Yeah. We were just talking about how we're, how we're doing this. Um, so I did like a calendar review. I went mm-hmm. through like the whole year and looked and like wrote down like what things were particularly positive or particularly negative that happened. Yep. Uh, I think I wish I had done that I saw. It's a good idea. It's like looking through your pictures for the year. Oh, that's smart. Right? Oh, I do have like, my oh, yeah, that's, here. Yeah, it's like that tells you so much like what you did that I think didn't wasn't captured necessarily. I'd be curious to know how many pictures you took last year compared to me. Because uh, my oh, instinct is that people with children's photos on their phone are a mess compared to people without children <laughs> because there's just 900 photos of trying to get the kid to smile in front of this thing on vacation and uh it becomes hard to skim yeah that uh, could be i have a niece that is super cute i took uh yeah uh the search results for photos for me for 2023 is 3007 photos how do you do that what do i type i just type the year in search I went into the Photos app on my Mac and typed 2023. And I it looks like doubt that's is that going to like be accurate? Is that going to show me like? I think so. It's like uh, keeps. Oh yeah, it is. I've got six thousand three hundred and sixty-nine. Okay, so your theory holds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to Antarctica in January of this year, so oh, I took a wow. lot of that, photos there. That feels like it was longer ago for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't, (laughs) but yeah, this is, this, this is why we should, I should have gone through my photos because like it's, this was such a major doing and I got like, you know, it just, it feels more substantial now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. But we can do it anyway. We can review. Yeah. Um, do you have yours organized in a specific way? I broke mine down a little bit based on how I would have written like a blog post about it. Similar. uh, Yeah. So I did the calendar review and I just first was just looking for like, this is like Tim Ferriss's thing which is just like two columns, like positive and negative. So like what was good, what was bad? And then kind of you look at the positive things and you schedule more like that next year and you look at the negative things and make a don't do this next year list. Gotcha. Um, and then I continued with my uh, inspirational podcast tour and went to Chris Williams' podcast, Modern Wisdom, and used his mm-hmm. template Um, which is more of your typical like breakdown, how things went in your career and your relationships and your health and personal growth, that kind of thing. So I have kind of a a whole mishmash of things and some conclusions and some half baked thoughts, but but I think it'll be interesting to talk through. Okay. It'd be cool if we could somehow trade off back and forth on similar areas. So maybe it sounds like you maybe have a bit more structure to yours than me. So maybe you start and uh, when it seems appropriate, I can try and share my comparable uh, (laughs) piece sure um okay so this one's kind of a a weird one-off but this is actually a this is a new year's intention that i have that just kind of came to me i was on a long a long walk a few weeks ago and just like this word popped into my head and i was like yeah i want more of that vibe so one of my new year's intentions is to be more of a rascal how do you define rascal it's like someone who's down to cause a little bit of mischief or take like a little bit of risk for something that might be like funny or interesting. What's an example? All right, so here's here's a long example, but I think it, it is a pretty pretty good example of this behavior. 
Okay, so the chorus that I sing in sings an arrangement of the 12 days of Christmas every year. Yep. Um, and this, this arrange, it's like a custom arrangement. It's very popular. The audience loves it. And one of the bits in the song is that with each day, someone in the chorus holds up a number, like a printed number for the day of we're singing about like on the fifth day of Christmas and someone holds up a five and then the sure. four and then the three. And it's like, it's like, it's a little visual shtick that goes along with the singing and people, it, it makes it more engaging. So a few years ago, someone came up with the idea of when we get to the 12th day of Christmas, which is the climax of the song, instead of holding up a, the normal 12 printed 12, we hold up Tom Brady's Jersey. So Tom Brady, super famous football player that played for the new England Patriots out of Boston. His Jersey number was 12. And sure. so we'd get to the climax of the song, someone would hold the 12, and people would go totally nuts. Like, it would crush mm-hmm. every time. The audience loved it. And it was a great bit, and we did it for years. And then Tom Brady went and started playing for another team. And so he was like, persona non grata. Everyone's like, boo. You know, he was with us for so long, and then like, he left. That sucks. So we stopped doing the bit. And then, uh, very recently, he retired. And yeah. so I was like, okay. And, and so I had the thought, I bet we could bring back the bit. Because I really missed it. Yeah. Like, it like, would just crushed at this like at the climax of the song and i was like i bet now that he's retired all is forgiven and we can do this bit again and it will work and so rather than ask if it was okay to start doing this bit again i just decided to do it and i was like leading into like i'm gonna try some rascal behavior here and so i got a jersey and i made sure i had the number 12 but then i like didn't even bring the 12 on stage i snuck the jersey on stage and at the appropriate moment, I held up the jersey and it crushed yeah. and people went nuts. And I was like, yes, I was totally right. It worked. And I got off stage and the chorus manager was super pissed at me. And, <laughs> and, it, and I, I, so I, I later apologized and we made up and everything's cool now. I didn't get kicked out or anything. Um, but it was kind of like the quintessential, like the, the natural enemy of the rascal is the administrator. Of course, yes, yes. And so I got in trouble in the sort of predictable way that you would expect for <laughs> rascal behavior. But also, I proved that the bit still works. And so next season, I'm going to like pitch, like, let's officially do this because I know it works. I know it's good. Let's mm-hmm. do this thing. So that kind of thing where you're like in a little bit of trouble, you're, you're kind of not supposed to do it, but like really you're not hurting anybody exactly. Like that sort of energy is like a, a place I love to live. And I, I just want to bring more of that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Keep your eyes peeled for rascal opportunities, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Rascals.com. It's yeah. my new a new hangout. <laughs> but yeah, and so I've been I've been trying to listen to like when I have a a, a rascally impulse to like listen to it. Be like, you know what? Just uh, the thing that I've noticed, so I've done a couple more things that are like the examples are not as clean, but I've been I've I've been trying to lean into this behavior a little bit. And a thing that I've noticed is that often my initial reaction will be like, oh, I can't do that. That's like a little bit too something. That's a little mm-hmm. too edgy or something. And then I'm like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into this. I'm going to try it. And so I do it and it's totally fine. And I'm like, interesting. So like my perception of the contours of what is like socially acceptable is not quite accurate. And there's like, I can get away yeah. with more than I assume. And then also, I think there's this thing where like, as you become a little bit like known for this, the edges continue to move. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's Ben. Like, he, like, does stuff like that. Like, what are you going to do? And I think you, like, get even more leeway as you do this more. Yeah, I think that's true. So I think I might have to, like, continually up the rascalness as the year goes on. Yeah. To, like, like, continue to find out where those boundaries are. Nice. Nice stuff. Yeah. Where where do we go from here? 
How do you want to? <laughs> maybe maybe I'll give maybe I'll um, we'll do a second thing, uh, or we'll we'll go to like a more uh, normal topic, which is like how about we start with health? Yeah, sure. How is your what's your your health review for yourself My health this year? Review this year is a bit mixed. So at the beginning of the year, I was in like basically the best shape of my life. Like when we went on our trip to uh, Miami, I was yeah. like 179 pounds, like really good shape. Um, I have still lifted and trained every single day I'm supposed to, like the whole year. I haven't missed a single workout that I planned to do. Damn, that's awesome. But I did gain like Don't just 20 pounds that. back, which sucks. Um, mm. And I, a lot of that is just like have a third kid. You know, life gets harder to plan around and things are more stressful. And like you kind of just like you let a bad habit like sneak back in and it sort of like comes in with a force, you know, instead of just like, yeah, totally, uh, whatever. But I kind of got it back under control and I'm kind of like headed back in the, in the right direction again. I still am in way better shape than I was uh, when I started the process of like trying to get in shape. So I'm like 202 this morning. I was like 250 two years ago. I still mm -hmm. think I look good at the beach, you know, so I still feel mm -hmm. good about that. But I'm not mm -hmm. like visible six pack like I was, you know. Uh, that was pretty we nuts. To, to Miami. That picture um, I took of you was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I would like to get closer to that, though. Yeah. Um, well, so um, have you done a um, a body comp test of some kind? No, I need to find a place that does it here. It's Yeah, I don't know how far I have to go to do it. Because scale weight is just not, I don't know, like... I, I if you say you put on some fat, you're I'm sure you're right, but like maybe some of that is muscle gain too. If you but you haven't missed a workout this year, yeah, I think probably probably a bit of it. Like yeah, you're training yeah. constantly. If you're gaining weight at all, you're it's probably going to be at least like a thirty seventy split, and at the most um, sort of pessimistic side of things. So I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? I still fit into like the clothes that I was wearing when I was down that low a little tighter yeah. you know but still fine so yeah. i overall still feel good ab about like where i'm at i think i don't feel that good about like the habits and sort of like the psychological struggles around it mm. like it's definitely been demonstrated to me that like you know 35 years of like poor health habits uh takes a long time to really sort of rewire you know so definitely in a better in a better place but you know I expected that I still had a lot of work to do there to really just like change my identity around that stuff totally. and still still working on it. So that was like a little bit of a downer though to kind of like end the year like not in the best shape of my life and for things to like slowly kind of started like reverting around summer, you know, um, mm. that's when the scale started to sort of move in the wrong direction. Is it fair to say you ended 2022 in the best shape of your life? basically yeah like i would i would say for the time yes definitely like i didn't achieve better shape until like march you know but when oh, 2022 okay. ended that was the best shape i'd been, ever been in my life at that time mm -hmm. and then um, you went a bit better than that and then you ended up a bit below that but still better than the start of 2022 or something way better than the start of 2022 yeah yeah okay I mean, so it's still good but i the trend needs to be either steady or like it doesn't need to go down. It needs to, I need to get to the goal and hold it there. You know what I mean? Like I'm very yeah. much like I'm either got a goal and I'm working towards it and then I reach it and it's like, okay, I did it. And then like the discipline starts to sort of like fade, you know? Yeah. Um, there, I have a, I have a friend 
who is um, a very serious Mandarin student, mm -hmm. Mandarin Chinese, and he has this philosophy, which is there is no maintaining. Anyone who says yeah. like they just want to maintain their language level, they're doomed. Like they're guaranteed to get worse. Like you're either like trying to get better at it or you will get worse. Like there's no, you can't just say it neutral. It doesn't really work. Yeah. That sounds like, it kind of reminds me of like what you hear about business a lot of the time where it's like you're either growing or declining, you know? Um, so. So it's kind of like a Zen cone in that like, oh, no, of course you could just maintain, but I think like the practical reality of like human psychology. Yeah. 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 You need, you you need tell to be yourself, in the mindset of improvement. Um, right. And so maybe yeah. like maybe you do want to maintain a certain body fat percentage, but then like maybe you need a goal of like oh, but I'm gonna work on strength or mobility mm -hmm. or something. That there's some other like yeah. cardiovascular fitness. There's there's some other thing here that you need to be focused on that will feed towards that goal. Yeah, yeah. My ultimate goal, and I don't know if it's achievable. It should be achievable, but it sounds hard for reasons that probably I don't know. I'd like to just like be the type of person who like doesn't eat shit food period mm. you know what i mean yeah i know the whole world is like designed to like make that as hard as as possible but i kind of just feel like i can do that with cigarettes you know what i mean so <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um but we'll see it, it <laughs> sounds like a sad depressing thing in some ways because it's like you there's so much like pleasure that comes from like delicious food you know what i mean yeah and to yeah. feel like you never get that again for the rest of your life is kind of sad but maybe that's like why it's important to not do it because it sounds like so like such a, <laughs> a loss you know what i mean maybe yeah i don't know that's tough i feel like uh, yeah i'm not sure if like 100 percent deprivation is the thing it just it is with everything else in life it's just food is the only place where that feels like it can't be because you literally need it to live you know what i mean so it's uh, yeah i guess what i mean is like what's most likely to lead you to success is it saying like, I can like cheat in these circumstances or like in these ways, or I'll do a little bit and then like get back on the wagon. Or is it like complete prohibition? Is that actually the best thing that's going to work over years? Yeah. I think it depends on the type of person. Yeah. Historically for me, I've done better with like no moderation, just like this mm -hmm. is on the don't eat list. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. there can be like ways to do that where it's like, yeah, it's on the don't eat list unless it's like my daughter's birthday party, you know? Um, you know, yeah. What do you think? So, yeah, yeah. What contributed? Like you said, like you sort of felt like you started to slide a bit in summer. Like what was, what are the biggest contributing factors? Yeah. Like my daughter, my daughter was born. So just like things are like more hectic or like you're, there's a lot of like birthday parties and stuff where you're like, Oh, you're at like a spot for four hours with your kid while they're playing and the tables are just covered in cupcakes and like snacks and whatever. And you're just kind of bored and it's just like, ah, uh, whatever. I'll just like have a handful of chips or whatever. And then mm -hmm. it becomes a little bit easier to do that the next time, you know? And I kind of fell out of the habits I had where like, I was used to be really good about like never finishing my plate when we ate out at a restaurant. That was like a rule that mm. I made for myself. And then like one day you're hungry, so you finish your plate. Then the next time you go to a restaurant, it's like, well, I kind of broke that streak now. So I finished my plate again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and That's the thing about like the that. prohibitions. Like I found in it myself. It's like if I set a prohibition and then once I break it, I'm like, well, all right, that's done. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's I think the reality is it's just always going to be like hard. And the best thing you can do is just like, I was talking to like Adam, the founder of like my body tutor about this, like not too long ago. And he was like, what would make it easy? 
You know what I mean? And mm. like my answer for like what would make it easy is like literally like every day at scheduled times, someone like walks into my office and hands me exactly the thing I'm supposed to eat before I even notice that I'm hungry. So it never even occurs to me that I have to eat something. And I do that every single day. That's like ultimate easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, uh, but that's like unrealistic. But like, what can you do that's is like it? A, bit, a bit closer to that? It's a little bit unrealistic because I just, I don't even know how to find a person like that in the super like middle class suburbs that I live you know if i obviously like someone who plays for the nfl that has that that's like just normal that's their life you know what i mean um some like super high performing athlete but is it worth 75 grand a year to you to have this uh probably you know i just yeah because maybe that's like a full-time private chef salary like yeah you have to move here and like live close enough to my house to show up and do this and like yeah I don't even know if that's what chefs make. Probably less, honestly. I know, probably probably less. Yeah, it, it, it's something to consider, but there's just like a lot of baby steps you could take towards that that are just like... <laughs> it's not my easier, style. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, yeah, just environment design stuff. You know, just like how can you make it easy to make good choices and hard to make bad choices? Like delete the meal delivery totally. apps off your phone. Like little things like that. Just add friction right. to the behaviors that that smart adam doesn't want to do but dumb adam does want to do you know mm -hmm. so anyways things are are turning around right now i'm feeling like really motivated around that nice. stuff but yeah, yeah we just got back from like a vacation to cancun like an all-inclusive resort vacation with three kids where it's like yeah that is not the environment that's gonna nudge right. me to do like the right things that's like oh free ice cream here free ice cream here free ice cream here mm -hmm. um you know but uh yeah anyways Okay. So I still feel I feel fit. I would like to lose a bit, a bit of weight again, but I do feel in control, you know. And uh, yeah. I still feel like I'm in a way better place than I was for like the previous twenty years of my life, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Decent, healthier. Um, I found a new sport I enjoy, which is pickleball. Mm -hmm. which is nice to have like a, a cardio for me, like card, like the idea of doing cardiovascular exercise just for the exercise is pretty boring. Yeah. Um, so like I will do it. I do some of it, but it is the worst. It's the most torturous form of it for me. I'm like counting the minutes when I'm doing it that way, but yeah. playing a sport, I will like kind of kill myself to try to win yeah, yeah, happily yeah. and never, never feel like I'm suffering at all. Yeah. So finding sports I like that give me the fitness outcomes I want is like sort of a, a key thing for me. Nice. So that's a win. It's just like having fun. And like you can play that indoors, you can play it outdoors. It's really popular right now. So it's available kind of all over the place. Nice. I like it. Um, not too hard on the joints. So it's, that's, that's been a win. Cool. Uh, I also stepped up my lifting game. So I, I, I mostly didn't lift that much this year. Mm -hmm. But I started um, doing it more seriously towards the end of the year. So I did, um, I started getting more religious about actually tracking them in, in my app. Cause I like, I would often go to the gym and be like, ah, I don't know quite what I'm going to do today. So I won't track it. And then I feel like I'm just like screwing around and I'm not like, you know, looking at what I lifted last time. And I decided so that, that, that actually was a big change, which is to go like, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to like write it down. I'm going to track it in the app. And that like makes it feel more legit. And I feel like I do more when I do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I have like 22 like lifting workouts in my app for like November, December. So like a, that was like a, a nice. big uptick, which is pretty legit. Um, my lifts have been going up, which is cool. Um, so 
I feel like my biggest learning is like always track it is for sure. But also I have this new mentality that has been working great for me, which is like it's worth going to the gym for any length of time and to do, and doing anything. Like it's 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 massively better to go at all and do anything than to not go at all. Yeah. And so lately I've been doing it in the morning, which is also awesome. And just being like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to go over there. And even yep. if I just stretch and that's it, it's like, great. I still crushed it. Like, good job. You went to the gym. Yeah. Do you find that you actually go and barely do anything ever though? Or do you just not go really. with the attitude of I'm barely going to do anything, but it's like, ah, I'm here. So I might as well actually. Yeah. <laughs> Once I'm there, I'm like, yeah. yeah, screw it. I'll do this. And like, it feels good. You know, you get going and you stretch a little bit like, oh, I feel pretty limber. Maybe I'll try some of those whatevers. Yeah. Nice. Like, well, I already have the strength app open. So let me just see like, what, what did I lift last time on incline press? And, oh, okay. I, bet I can make it do that. Nice. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that feels pretty good. I feel like I'm, I, I'm on a nice streak right now and it started before the year clicked over some. It's, it feels more legit. You know, yeah. it's not just January. Yeah. Um, That's good. But yeah, actually, how's, yeah. How's your body, uh, in terms of yeah. like brokenness and getting old <laughs> yeah. and things hurt, totally. and creaky joints and yeah, yeah. So I turned forty in twenty twenty three. That was a that's a milestone. Um, mm-hmm. Body is decent. I have like a little bit of like a net. Like I say, my my most noticeable thing is like I have like kind of chronic like upper back slash neck pain. Yeah, I've also um, got that. <laughs> yeah, like stiff thoracic spine, kind of a yeah. stiff neck. I fell on my head years ago. It never really healed that great. My neck kind of got twisted in a weird way. Um, that's like kind of my dream would be to not feel that pain all the time because it's, it's kind of constant. It's pretty chronic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little bit of a nagging right shoulder something. Don't know quite what it is. My, it might be, I was thinking the day is maybe it's because it's my mouse hand. I just have this shoulder in this weird static position-ish. And, uh, sure. Um, this year is the first time ever that I've had a little bit of knee pain. I've always been like, oh, yeah, that's a sign what's of, knee pain? Uh, that's a 40-year-old problem for yeah, sure. That never, ever bothered me. And I remember playing volleyball with old guys, and they would like ice their knees after every match. And I'd be like, what is... They're wearing braces and stuff. And I was like, why? <laughs> is this, I feel nothing. This is the first year that I was kind of like, why is that hurt? This has never hurt before. Yeah. So I started doing some knees over toes stuff to kind of uh, to work on that. Cool. It's like for the first time. Do some prehab before it gets bad. Smart. Yeah. How's your, yeah. how's your mobility and aches and pains? Uh, always achy. I've got like a weird injury in like my left lat or proximal tricep or something where I just, I can't do chin-ups at all anymore. That's been like over three months, like just a single wow. chin-up. As soon as I try to pull down, it's like excruciating sharp pain here that I generally wow. just don't feel at all throughout the rest of the day. But that motion is just like torture. So I can't do them. And anytime I test it, it feels like it flares up again really bad. Like, so I'm just right now, I'm just not doing, I can still do like rows and certain movements that work my upper back, but not, not chin ups, which I just hate because it's just like, I've always like held chin ups in such high regard. It's just this like ultimate upper body exercise and taking a lot of pride and like getting good at those. And I did get good at them. I finally hit my goal of like being able to do 20 chin ups last year or the year. Yeah, I think it was in 2022, actually. End of 2022, I was able to do that. And now I can't do one. And it's just like constant anxiety of like, oh, am I getting weaker at these now? Am I ever going to get it back? Is this injury ever going to go away? 
Um, mm. But I'm hoping that it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, you're old, and sometimes things take six months before like they stop hurting now, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's the main one. Back is in a better place than it was a couple years ago, but still fragile. But uh, mm-hmm. managing, you know, I've I found ways to to train the lifts I like to train, like squats and deadlifts and stuff, without it hurting my back like still not lifting heavy but like today i deadlifted like 275 for five and no problem you know which is still light for me but it's like when i can when i think about like is that enough weight to be lifting and such that i'm going to be like a sufficiently strong human for like health reasons you know like that is enough you know that's how i'm Mm -hmm. looking at those exercises now it's yeah squatting 135 is like not really anything but like can an 80 year old guy who squats 135 is he gonna like have trouble getting out of bed like no like that's enough weight to be able yeah, to squat yeah, yeah. to be like a, a capable mobile person you know mm-hmm. um so yep. looking at some things from that perspective has been has been nice and also squatting and deadlifting is really hard so having excuses to do easy squatting and deadlifting is kind of nice too um (laughs) i've been feeling like my low back and core were kind of like a little bit too just like too fragile like too janky and mm -hmm. so i've been doing 50 kettlebell swings each morning now as like my core like my cornerstone of like what i do when i wake up and go to the gym and yesterday was the first day i had done it like maybe like five days in a row where it felt like this feels easier now. Like something has changed. Like I have more stability here. That little nagging pain over there was gone. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm like starting to feel the benefits from it, which is really cool. That's good. I do like, uh, you heard of Stuart McGill? He's like a yeah, yeah. low back guru. He has like yep. a set of three exercises that he like says, this is like the things you should do if you want to basically build a strong core and low back, which mm-hmm. I do every single day and has like changed a lot uh, for me. Yeah, the big three, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Yep. Also, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll have a little more data because I'm doing a uh, DEXA scan, which yep, is like, like a really a body accurate fat body thing. fat thing, which is nice. And I've and I've done DEXAs in the past, so I have like a comparable thing nice. to look at, which will be great. Uh, and then also, um, and I, I put on a little bit of fat, I think. So there, there's going to be a little bit of bad news in there, but also hopefully some good news. Um, and then also a VO2 max test for the first time. Oh, I've been kind of thinking about getting in kind of like taking that a bit more seriously after yeah. reading some peter atia this is like the of thing course. that makes you live forever whatever you know <laughs> yep yep that's exactly the same yeah. i got interested in that when he his book came out so uh, i'm yeah. curious to learn where i'm at this is not a thing that i tend to prioritize like i said like unless it's a sport i i don't do any sort of like training mm-hmm. that would increase my vo2 max so um i have a hunch that will not be amazing yeah i'm curious to hear how that goes yeah, I'm hoping to get so my, my rough goal. We'll see where I end up. But like, my, I'm hoping to like get in like the 80th percentile for my age cohort for that. Because I yeah, feel like, all right, good. If, if there's 100 people, there's going to be 20 people, like 20 freaks that are like going to be like way better than I am at this. Fine. But if I can like, you know, outrun the other 79. All right, cool. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. Which seems like there's 40 year olds. Th- the bottom 50 like probably. probably don't exercise at all. You know, right. Probably the bottom yeah, yeah, 60. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll learn soon. This might be hubris, but that's where I hope to, I don't know if I'll, I'll, I'll be there right away, but that's, that's sort of where I'm hoping to get to. Like, I don't, I don't need to be a super crazy athlete person. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'll, I'll seed the top 20% happily, but I would like to be better than the most. Sounds good. 
Um, trying to think like other, some other kind of personal sort of highlights for me, superficial ones. Upgraded our Tesla Model Y to the Model X Plaid this year. I, I remember when I bought my Model Y, you told me why you asked me why I wasn't buying the Model X and I didn't really have a good reason other than just like fear of spending that much money on a car. Mm-hmm. And now that I have it, I wish I had bought it a long time ago. It's awesome. Um, it's like one of my favorite things I own and I just as excited to drive it every day as I was the day that I got it. Super fun. It's awesome. The kids love the zero to 60 in two and a half seconds. Um, <laughs> I bet. And it can fit all three awesome. kids, which is the key. And uh, let's, yeah, let's let's good. remember this moment in, in the future when I give you other advice. Yeah, I'm getting better at that, honestly. Like, <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but like, I think I have got I've gotten better at like splurging on things and not like worrying that I'm gonna like panic, like regret those purchases. That that's like mm. a problem I think I dealt with more when like I was like 20 and didn't make any money, but still like wanted to make reckless purchases on like expensive music equipment or whatever like now i have like i just spent 10 grand on a v-drum set that's in the corner of my office zero regrets you know (laughs) um so yeah i might buy a model x too i'm I'm thinking about it yeah you're gonna you're gonna have three kids and throw them in there well i'm gonna buy a boat this year okay so i I might need something that could tow a boat trailer a boat yeah get a cyber truck Uh, that's too too much for me (sighs) i I put it I uh, put a deposit down for one. Oh, nice! That's <laughs> we'll see. It'll be years uh, before I have the choice to purchase it. But oh man, I hope you do it. I wanted great. to pay for the option. I love that you for know? you. Yeah, just cranking Slayer and riding around in that. Just thing. driving around. You can fit all three kids in the in the bench in the back, so that's the key. <laughs> nice. And when yeah. I have to haul all the Christmas garbage to the dump, you know, like I have somewhere to put that. Mm-hmm. a dump capable vehicle man it becomes important when you have kids yeah that sounds right yeah <laughs> we're doing a lot of housework so that was another, like another big thing for me this year so another theme that this is like butts into nicely is um the thing when i did this the annual the calendar review was my positives were so much about gathering mm. getting people together it was trips i took with friends trips i took with family getting a group of people together for a project to sing something to you know do a party it was like kind of always in groups yeah and so like another along with rascaliness um really prioritizing creating gatherings is going to be a big thing for me this year so your message about like i I think you should like host a conference like really came at the right time because I, i like i've hosted things in the past the conference like like yeah, small like conference things. Conf. I remember you did, did that Nano a couple Conf. times. Like, yep, and that was really rewarding. I really liked it, and I haven't done it since the I've done three of them, I think, and I haven't done it in a number of years. Um, I keep toying in the idea of starting some like another like vocal group, like some sort of chorus or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I I'm gonna I'm I'm leaning into this this year, particularly nice. because like I'm working remotely and living alone. It's like the, these gathering things are like where I get my like extrovert juice. You know, like I, I need this. Yeah, you you have to like be deliberate about getting it, or you're not going to get totally. it because the rest of your life there's yeah is has not set up for it to just happen there's by chance. Yeah, too much solitude in my life generally like by the def- like the default settings right now. Um, so like a I think I, I'm 
I think I, I think the thing, the next thing to improve is actually my living situation. Like mm-hmm. I live in this like beautiful two bedroom apartment. It's great. Like it's kind of the peak of like luxury apartment living. Um, but it's alone. And like that just kind of, that has a thing to it that like really just sucks for me. Like I like the sort of like having people around the sort of impromptu hangouts, the things you don't plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think I want to live in actually like a more like, and like, I'm kind of like a, I'm sensitive to noise and clutter and I like things a certain way. And I think maybe this has led me like the wrong direction slightly where it's like, yeah, it's nice to have everything exactly as you want. But like, I think actually I, I should maybe be in like a busier, louder, <laughs> messier environment because of the like the ex- extrovert stuff that that brings me. Yeah. So what would that be like getting roommates again or something? Yeah, I think so. And like I, I went to a party at a friend's place and he has like a co-living kind of situation where it's like multi-generational um, like people like it's like parents and their kids and like sometimes the grandparents and then like groups of friends and like they have they host a lot of things. And I was kind of like, there's definitely something to this energy that I think would be really good for me. Like someone else invited some people over that I can like hang out with like kind of passively. Like, yeah, I think there's, yeah. there's something there. I don't know exactly what form of this should take, um, but like. I don't live with a partner. Uh, if I if I did, I think it would, this apartment would be fine. Like that would be that would be sufficient. Sure. Just another person around. But since I can't like magically make that happen, I think I might try to like make it happen through like the roommate thing. Yeah, interesting. I feel like you're going to be in a unique spot there compared to like like it seems like it'd be uncommon to me for like someone <laughs> in your position to be like looking for roommates. You know what I mean? I agree. So I wonder. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm sure you can find some fun people who don't have to <laughs> yeah. be in any similar circumstances to you really. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's okay yeah. if they're like younger. That's, that's, that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, they probably will be. Um, but yeah, I also have like some flexibility because like if I could find the right person, they're like, Oh, I can't afford this rent. It's like, eh, well, whatever, I'll pay more or something. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, might, I just get one more cupboard in the kitchen. Yeah. That's right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You have to be cool with us getting a private, chef or something yeah nice um yeah but but gathering in general like i yeah i i definitely i'm gonna i'm gonna host something i don't know if it's exactly like the conference like you you specified yeah um, or what but like i i miss nanoconf i gotta do something along those lines um and i'm mm-hmm. leaning into more um i um i'm hosting a, like a singing party at my place next month nice uh, it's like i'm inviting a bunch of friends over and like we're gonna sing through some stuff so that's kind of like you know choir light it's kind of like a first dip in my toe in the pool of like starting a like a vocal group together um i bought a lake house with my family in 2023 so we have like a new gathering spot for the family which has been yeah that's awesome massive massive highlight huge like huge win so glad we did that but that's that's gonna be a big theme is like just sort of nurturing that that side of me yeah Right on. I feel similar in a lot of ways. Like I've, when I think about some of the things I wrote down here as highlights, like our trip to Miami was like a big highlight of the year. That mm-hmm. was like super Same. fun. It was on my list too. Um, we did like that Tailwind Connect kind of event in my hometown where we had like people fly in from all over the place to come do that little mini conference type thing. And that was like a, a big highlight too. And then going to Rails World, which I think we talked about in the last episode, ended up being just like just way beyond like my expectations in terms of like how much I enjoyed that. Like 
I can't just, I, I, the whole introvert extrovert thing has always been like strange to me because I think I'm from the outside. I appear like pretty introverted, you know, cause mm-hmm. I, I do like to have like my space and like escape, but like, I also crave spending time with other people. Like at rails world, it'd be like 11 PM and I'd like be looking for people to like hang out with, you know, like a lot of like, I think pure introverts just want to like go back to their room and just like unwind but i'm like mm. where's the bar you know i'm <laughs> who do i know here that i can like talk to i'm i think my thing is like i'm bad at uh socializing with people i don't know and i'm not comfortable with but like with a group of people that like i i know and i feel comfortable with like i really enjoy being i'd rather be with those people than by myself you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah so in this, yeah. if I'm hosting this, like, if I'm hosting the, the ideal version of that, the conference for you, what mm-hmm. what do you think that's, how many people are there? I don't know. I think it can be big. I think um, the nice thing about like conferences for me now is like, I don't have to like go meet people. They'll like come meet me, you know, a lot of time, like people, I'll, there's enough people who are like going to know me already that I kind of like, I feel comfortable compared to just like. How do I like introduce myself? How do I make small talk with this person or whatever? You know, Rails World was like that. It was tons and tons of people I didn't know, but I just had tons and tons of good conversations because there was just like a reason for, for them to happen. I think like you could do like a bigger thing, like, a, I don't know, like a hundred people or something, you know, like not, mm-hmm. not necessarily. I, I think any size would be fine, but put it that yeah. way. I don't really have like, is that your ideal for some, for some, does that like feel most fun to you? I, or? I don't have an ideal. Okay. I don't think so. I, I think in some ways bigger, it feels a little like uh, more flexible versus like small and like hyper planned. And like, it's the same like group of 10 people doing the exact same thing together all, all the time. It's nice to be yeah. able to feel like you can like break away and like go have a conversation somewhere with like, a couple people that you meet or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it'd be cool either no matter kind of how it's structured. You know what I mean? I agree. As long as it's the right mix yeah. of people that have like the right things to offer to each other, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 It was interesting when I tweeted about this, like seeing other people like respond, like I'm in, I would want to do this. This is cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I think I could find people. <laughs> yeah. Like I always loved going to microconf and I only ever stopped cause like, they moved it to like Minnesota in the winter and it was just like, if I'm going to like spend one of my like precious travel credits with the family, like I want to go somewhere warm in the winter, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, microconf E, uh, I was thinking mm-hmm. about going to microconf this year. Actually, we'll see. It's just the timing is tricky. Cause it's like, we're on the family vacation and the day we're traveling home is like the day microconf starts. Mm. So it's like, uh, can I pull that off? Can I like, f- fly to atlanta from florida while my wife and kids fly back here my sister-in-law is mm. coming to help it makes it a little bit more possible but uh you know we'll see but yeah um hmm. do you got any uh any business highlights for the year i feel like we haven't really talked business at all i'll say one thing that that made my like what went well this year list mm-hmm. was um, following my sort of intuitive excitement or annoyance, it's sometimes <sighs> my natural tendency. I, so I, I came up with the word that I think matches how I feel like I, I do product management, which is puttering. Okay. 
explain this to me. I am a product putterer. So like it's less about like this like year long roadmap. And it's more like I kind of notice this thing over here in the product that bothers me. And I kind of putter over here and I'm like, what's what's the deal with this thing? Why does this have to be like this? And I like marshal some resources and like try to get this thing fixed. Or like something comes in the support queue and I'm like, why is wait, this person's right. This thing does suck. This is annoying. Let's like, let's get on this. And like, I think my like, I actually think a, a place that I am good is like responding to things that I realize are kind of important that weren't really on the roadmap that weren't like, uh, that were kind of non-obvious or like a message from you being like, Hey, I just had like a, this call has like messed up, like what's going on and like mm-hmm. grabbing the right people and like getting a thing fixed. Um, and just like listening to my inner voice that is annoyed by rough edges in the product that, but that maybe are not obviously the next thing that needs to get fixed. Yeah. And it's a little haphazard and it's a little random and it's, it's like, it's not like in linear dragging tickets around by priority order and building a roadmap and all that stuff. And it's a little bit more like listening to my taste and listening to my intuition and getting annoyed or getting excited, like get excited about a feature and like figure that, like do that thing or like get pissed about a bad thing and like fix that thing. And just kind of like occasionally interrupting people from what they're doing. And sure. Like, Sorry. Like let's, let's do this now. Yeah. Those are like some of the like best things to work on, I think for sure. But it is hard to design a company in a way that um, accommodates that type of thing. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, if you're in charge, people kind of will do, do it if you ask them to. And yeah. like, it's it's maybe not opt. I mean, I'm sure it's not optimal on, on across some axes, of course. Um, but it it feels like it's kind of just worked as I've just been like, mm-hmm. let me get excited or annoyed and follow that yeah. intuition. Yeah, I think you sort of have to just like believe that there's going to be a certain amount of like things that come up that are unplanned and just like leave mm-hmm. space for those while also mm-hmm. scheduling enough stuff that you don't ever have people being like, okay, so Ben, have you found anything you're annoyed by yet? Cause like we're kind of bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, and we kind of do. So like usually we have like a, a, like once a month we're like, all right, here's like, here are the projects for the month. But then I become more okay with just like, yeah, I'm going to interrupt somebody who's on something else and ask them to do this instead. And like that other thing won't get done or like it will get done, but later, like that's, Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty at peace with that. Yeah. Right so on. I think that's been kind of nice to sort of, Im- Im- I feel like this is continuous process that I go through this tension in me, which is like, Hey, there's this, there's this way that I am naturally. Um, is that okay? Can I just be the way that I am and have it work? Or do I have to like change the way that I am? And I kind of feel like, Actually, maybe one of the best things about starting a company is that you can maybe just be the way that you are and like lean into your strengths and find a way to build a company around it so that it works, so that the weaknesses are covered and that the people that you are working with and that select you select like plug well into that kind of system. Yeah, I think that's the smart way to do it and not the what's intuitive from the outside. I think... A, yeah, I'm learning the same sort of thing. And, and it's a struggle sometimes because it's like 
with me, I've sometimes I feel like, okay, there's this thing that isn't a strength of mine, but I kind of don't know how to delegate it. Like, am I, am I like giving up by not like forcing myself to like get good at this right. and by delegating right. it instead, you know, but I do, I think, yep. I think, I think it's important to recognize that as like the wrong way to operate. Like everyone, you want a whole company. I, I think in a perfect world, you want an entire company built of people only doing the things that give them energy. And that happens to cover all the things that need to happen at the company, you know? Yeah. I think ideally, yeah, that sounds right. It's, there's probably sometimes where you should just suck it up and like do the thing that you don't like or like get better at the thing or whatever. Like there's, I think there's times where that, that's going to, that's probably the right answer. Yeah. But, it does, it feels like, I think I sort of always would take, I think I would beat myself up a lot over like the missing pieces I didn't have or wasn't good at or like, and I I feel like, man, I, the other day I like called myself like lazy and Spencer was like, you're not lazy. Like you, you just are like activated by certain things. And mm-hmm. when you're activated, you're super not lazy. Like you're, you go nuts on a thing. Yeah. It's just that, it's just that I seem, I'm like, I think particularly sensitive to like how excited I actually am about a task. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. Um, just extreme highs and extreme lows in terms of energy. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and so like, if it's like, if this is the thing I don't want to do or I have to do it in a way I don't want, I don't like, it's like, I am going to procrastinate like crazy. I'm going to try to try to get out of yeah, it. Yeah. I like zero grit. Do it. You know, that's how I have identified myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's zero grit in, in that context. Like it's like when it's like, I don't really truly want this or like, I don't like how this is happening. Yeah. I guess um, I define grit as just like sucking it up and plowing through something that you're not sure, enjoying okay. because yeah. it's important for it to get done. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like in those contexts, I tend to not, yeah, I, I, I struggle. It helps if I'm around other people that I'm like doing it for or with. Mm-hmm. That's a big, that's a big like positive. I can often push through then. But I think actually this is maybe the, the big benefit around getting to design a company versus having a job is you can be like, why don't we hire someone to do this part that I hate mm-hmm. who loves it? Yeah. And I can try to make my day as much as possible the stuff I want to do where I'm not lazy where I've got the grit because I'm like, I just love this thing. Like I don't feel lazy about like fixing a thing that drives me crazy in the product or shipping a new feature that, I, that I've come up with that I feel really good about. And I'm like really excited to get out there. Like I feel it's, it's sort of like effortless to kind of push mm-hmm. those things forward for me. And so leaning into that, that's, that's what we, that's what we want to do. Yeah. I mean, like I think it wouldn't be a hackers incorporated episode without mentioning Jason Cohen, but uh, <laughs> yep. he has like a thing where he talks about this, where like the biggest trap you can fall into is like basically taking responsibility for the things that you're good at, but don't give you energy, you know, because mm. it's mm-hmm. just like so easy to just be the one doing that stuff. Because, yeah, when you do it, the results are good and maybe they're better than when anyone else at the company in its current form, uh, yeah. you know, would do them. I wonder what Sam Altman would say about this. Yeah, I think maybe. of him as like sort of like, or maybe like Patrick Collison, like I think of them as kind of like the best, like incredible examples of CEOs. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what would, would, would they agree? Or they're like, no, sometimes you have to suck it up and just do it. Like you're trying to get shit done here. Like, does this fall apart if you're trying to like make a multi-billion dollar company or like have a huge impact or like, like I wonder if they would, or if they'd be like, no, this is, this is how I design my day too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be curious. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe future 
Can we have Sam Altman on the podcast? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or if someone will send this clip to them, get, yeah. get an answer, maybe on Twitter. That'd be great. Yeah. Could happen. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Any other business uh, highlights for the year? <sighs> What's your favorite thing you released this year? Favorite thing you shipped? Appvale, I would say. Yeah. Your your idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a good feature. I still haven't used it because I haven't updated to the latest Mac OS. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> that what is unfortunately doing? the blocker. Um, oh my god. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so this is this is this. Yeah. I, so, I desperately want to be on the latest Mac OS, but it's just it's a, that's a high risk button to press when you have work to do. But, it's fine. It's fine. I haven't had any problems. But then again, I'm not writing that much code, so I don't know. Maybe maybe. We all know that something weird with Xcode that prevents you from being able to use Git is going to happen. And Python's not going to work, which shouldn't matter. But Node can't update if Python's not working. And yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds right. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, app fails, I think it's cool. That was like, that feels like this is the ability to like put a put a window on a list and have it never be included in the screen share yeah so you could just say like don't ever share iMessage don't ever share one password and if someone is viewing your screen on tuple like they just won't see those at all those like obscured by like a blurred thing that's cool yeah i think it's a great feature i I, someone the other day tweeted like this is a great feature why isn't this in every screen sharing app which is honestly my exact same sentiment i expect it probably will be yeah it's unfortunate that it probably will be yeah, what are you going to do? That's, that's software. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we copy each other. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say the other big tuple improvement uh, that I appreciate was that weird bandwidth thing that had been yeah. causing my yes. calls to be terrible for a long time because of my weird network quality here. Dude, yeah, and it's... So, yeah, so we figured out a fix for this. We're still, like, <laughs> operationalizing, like, how we push this out to people. Yeah. Because like I want to give it to everyone, but I'm like afraid we will quietly break it for some people and like not have great visibility into this. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out like how do like what do we need to get in place to like be able to monitor this well to like successfully run these kind of experiments where we like make a deep engine change that like maybe mm-hmm. works sometimes and maybe doesn't work other times and like not everyone has ratings turned on, so we don't always get call feedback on calls. Like, I didn't know you were having shitty calls, and that's terrible, but we do have telemetry from you. So, like, can I write a scraper that will, like, read people's telemetry and tell me if they're having this issue? Sure. Like, this, there's a lot of... We're, we're, we're working on hiring someone to do this, like, like full-time, and this is, like, such a hard hire to make, but, like, this needs to be someone's job because it's so important. Yeah, that's an interesting example, by the way, of, like, a role that, like doesn't look like it exists in like some kind of like traditional software org chart but it's just like really just you know thinking about what specifically the company needs and creating things because yeah but i don't know i mean it could just be like a setting somewhere i know yeah but i yeah like the issue you ran into is like yeah it's not something that most people run into yeah um and so, and the the fix for it is a little, it's like slightly heavy handed. So like it could be that some people are made worse by giving that fix to them. Um, yeah, but they just don't turn it on, you know, it's like. But turn what on? Where is it? How do you know you need it? You know, like. Yeah, I, uh, you email support, someone responds and says, go to this yeah. setting and try this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or some people email some people don't some people just churn some people just go tuple sucks i have bad calls i'm out yeah 
It's, yeah, it's, but I mean, yeah. I put up with it for like a year and a half, so. I know, but <laughs> I, I mean, you're, all right, that sucks. That's fucking yeah. terrible, man. I like the fact that you just had it and just and put up with it. And the reason I found out about it was because you told me and we didn't like discover this as a company. Yeah, for it's sure. Like, you want to just discover it. Like if you have sucks. a way to just like figure out a solution that's like automated where it like detects some network activity and kind of adjusts this setting automatically. Like sure, there's some cool solution, I'm sure. But anyways. Yeah. Hard cool. product, man. It's man, real time streaming application that runs on the desktop. God, yeah. never again. Don't ever let me do this again. Yeah. It was an ambitious thing to uh, to decide to do at the time, given like the fact that totally. none of you had ever built anything remotely I know. like We're it. Three at Rails all. developers. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, uh, uh, yeah, all I knew how to do was like write a Rails app. Yeah, crud app operations. Pretty good now though. We, we have a multi-platform C real time app. Yeah, it's, it's, I love it's kind it. of insanity. I love it. But, you know, hey, we we mostly did it. It pretty much works. You know. Yeah. It does. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, it makes millions of dollars. It can't be that bad, probably. Yeah. I can uh, do some business review stuff on my side. Um, do it. Highlights, I'd say, like, you know, top level, top line sort of revenue profit for the year, like highest it's ever been, which is uh, nice. Pretty exciting. Hit like a pretty major milestone. I've don't want to divest too many details, but milestone I probably didn't I didn't imagine a business I would ever run would would hit, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Congrats. Um yeah, so still like slowly growing, you know, even just in spite of our strange business model that is like an anti-growth business model, you know. Um mm-hmm. but still uh, still things are going well. Um and that's on that side. I would say like other highlights is just like just like a lot of big players started using Tailwind or sort of like came out as Tailwind using companies this year. Like it, it feels like it happens in this like this gradual way. So it's kind of like not obvious that 2023 was kind of like a big year, but like ChatGPT came out in 2023. What's ChatGPT built with? It's built with Tailwind. Not only is it built with Tailwind, a bunch of the things in it are built with literally Tailwind UI. So there's like literally like buttons and, dialogues in chat gpt built by me you know <laughs> which is just like <laughs> so o- cool dude. outrageous That's so awesome yeah that is <laughs> uh, outrageous like shopify you built part of the fastest growing app of all time yeah exactly um, like shopify.com is now like that. built with tailwind you know so it's like a dude i'm every time you tweet one of those i'm kind of jealous i'm like god damn it that's so awesome Ugh. yeah I, at this point i think there's like I'm more surprised when a site is not built with Tailwind. Like anytime I'm at a new site and it occurs to me, oh, you know what? I should like check if this is built with Tailwind. Like pretty much always is. Like I tweeted yesterday, I was on the Drumio website. They've got this huge YouTube channel where they create all these cool drum videos and a lot of them go viral because they found like good ways to like make really interesting content where they take like a drummer and they show them a song that they've never heard before with the drums removed and they have to like make up a drum part to go along with it. And then they compare it to like how the original drummer played it. Like lots of like really interesting content like that. They've got like three and a half million subscribers on YouTube and I've been watching these videos forever. And I thought, you know what? I should actually check out this site. Maybe I'll like sign up for it and it'll help me like learn to play the drums. And I get to the site and I'm like poking around and I'm like, you know what? I should, I wonder if this is built with Tailwind. Of course it's built with Tailwind, you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah, You'd be everything, not to. everything is built with Tailwind. So 
I would say like that's like a cool feeling. Like 2023 definitely did feel like the year of everything is built with Tailwind. Um, mm. You know, I th- I don't even know how many times it's downloaded per week now. It's like it's got to be like over seven million times a week it's downloaded. That's wild, dude. It's it's crazy to me that I am friends with you and Taylor, like two people that changed like you in particular, like change the state of the art in a part of like programming. I don't feel like that's true about me personally, but <laughs> it's true. Definably true. Um, and, um, like we met kind of on a whim at microconf. Well, we had talked before, but I think that was like, yeah, that's true. That's when we kind of like became actual friends. I would say, right. I've, yeah, I didn't remember. I can't remember that podcast interview where we met. I know. That's Sorry. Funny which is kind of a dick move, but that's how my brain works, unfortunately. <laughs> but I do remember I do remember meeting you in person. Like, that yeah, stuck. Yeah. Um, you and Taylor. Um, yeah, because we went up for and dinner. it's just, like, wild to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to an expensive, like, Hampton conference um, next month. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is this, le- is this legit? And I was like, yeah, it is legit. Because, like, sometimes you meet people, and, like, years later, they're just, like, kind of these epic badasses doing super cool things. And, like, you can't always tell. And, like, it's just... These relationships of like people I built that, like do interesting things are like some of my favorite like treasured moments and not possessions but like you know realities yeah. of my life. And so like I want to keep going and doing stuff in person and meeting cool people that like yeah. are doing cool things and will do cool things in the future. Yeah, yeah. I I had like a similar thought last night because I was like uh, I'm like tweeting some of this like stuff about this drum set that I bought and um, I just got like a DM from Jason Freed yesterday. He's like, "What specific kit did you buy?" Because I'm looking for one too, and it's just like. Uh-huh. Like, I don't I don't know that I would say like me and Jason Fried are friends or anything, but like we're we're we got a relationship now to the point where like this is a guy who was like just a straight up straight up hero of mine ten years ago that I never in a million years thought I would like have like yeah. the ability to just like chat with whenever I want. And now totally. and same with like DHH, you know, like hanging out with DHH at Rails World was like awesome. We just chatted about about whatever and I dm him and private message him and he gets back to me right away and like I, we got a good friendly relationship it's it's really cool and like even so you cool. like i like you know like i used to like watch all your stuff on like thoughtbot stuff back in the day and i was like a really big fan of all the stuff that you did and if you told me like in 2013 who was just like watching ben ornstein's like youtube conference videos and stuff that like you're gonna be like hosting a podcast uh with ben and like jetting around on boats in miami having like a fun time like i wouldn't have believed that either you know so yeah yeah it's awesome sometimes you gotta like these things like happen so slowly that it's like sometimes hard to recognize and take a step back and appreciate like that wow like the relationships that you build are like really like would really surprise you know 10 years ago you Mm. a lot of the time totally yeah And, and just like our like the ability to text, like the fact that you and I have this like ongoing like Telegram thread for years now, mm-hmm. is like so great. Like we like do tons of like bouncing things off each other and like venting about things and like it's just it's so good and I, I get so much like joy from it and like value from it and like it's I don't think I could I couldn't have predicted it and like I'm so glad I have it and like it just makes me want to keep going out and meeting more people and like a, like adding people to that. Like I feel yeah. like that whole like people like people hear like networking and like think of it as this like you know ulterior motive weird sort of thing yeah yeah and i think and i'm i I think of it now as like how many people could you send a text to that like would respond and it wouldn't be like a weird or a big deal 
and like the caliber of people that like you can do that to like just are like can change your life so much i feel like yeah yeah totally yeah it's pretty cool um it's super cool i'm trying to think other business stuff like it's a hard year in a lot of ways like we first part of the year i feel like we banged out a bunch of stuff we did this like massive um basically redesign of like tailwind ui the product so we took all the components and refreshed the design on all of them which was like hundreds and hundreds of things to redesign so that was a major major project but um and it took forever but we we got it out there then we did like our connect event in like june and that was like a big highlight for me but then the whole rest of the year we basically didn't ship anything until literally the day before like the christmas break because we were working on this ui kit I expected it to be like, I'd scheduled it as like a one cycle project that turned into a two cycle project that turned into a three cycle project. And it was everyone's focus the whole time and nothing got out the door, you know, because there was, mm. there was just nothing shippable. And even what we shipped at the end of the year is like almost smaller than I was comfortable with shipping as like the first version to the point where like, we don't even let you buy it on its own. You only get access to it through all access. It's got like an icon that specifically says this is a developer preview, you know, stuff like mm -hmm. that um, to sort of couch people's expectations a bit. Um, so that was a grind, you know, like I, I, mm -hmm. there was definitely some bad emotions going through the whole second half of the year building that thing. When we actually like hit ship and got things out the door, it's like a huge wave of like release and pressure off our shoulders and, and in some ways more pressure because like we have to finish it and like we've got a lot yeah. of it marked in like an early access type of way but we got like a new tailwind release out at the same time because we made a bunch of improvements to tailwind that we needed to build this ui kit and keep the code in the state we wanted we got like a new icon set out the door we got like a pre-release of like a new javascript library at the door so it, it all built up to like a bunch of releases that did feel like a fun kind of explosion at the end but i never ever want six months to go by that feels like like that again like i want to be releasing stuff every week every every two weeks and figuring out how to uh how to do that um it was tough in this case because i what i wanted to be a project was more like a product you know um mm. a cycle you can do a project in a cycle can you make a new product in a cycle like not really that's something i kind of took away from the whole experience uh, i was listening to like the 37 signals podcast and jason freed sort of offhand mentioned like you know we have to like cut scope when we're working on these things if you look at the calendar and realize you know oh man we're releasing this we only have two months left before we release this we got to cut some scope and i'm like wait a minute like your cycles are six weeks long so what are you talking about when you say like two months left and it's like it just put into perspective even for me that even there like they they're treating new product development very differently than like feature work and projects that right, happen right and things so it, it i gave myself a bit more slack after that in terms of like i was feeling shitty about just like not being able to figure out how can i define a six-week version of this thing so we can get it out mm. out the door and it's just there isn't mm. a six-week version of that that's a good learning you know but i do think like I still don't want to spend six months working on something before releasing anything. If we're going to do a new product and it's going to take multiple cycles, I think I need to figure out a way that we're getting other stuff out at the same time, you know, and that mm -hmm. probably just means mm -hmm. like 
building the team a little bit bigger and especially in a way that we have a bit more autonomous units in the team that can kind of get this stuff out um but that's yeah. kind of like the emotion that i came away from the end of last year with like i'm even the beginning of this year we started doing like some planning for like this year and the first our default state was like okay we got to like get back into the grind of the ui kit and try and finish up all the things that like we were that we didn't get done and we were in that trap for like five hours thinking through like planning for the year on a call on a wednesday until eventually i was just like you know what like fuck this like why are we saying we need to do this? Like the whole time last year, we were just talking about how stressed we were that like all these other projects kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because this UI kit was taking longer than we, than we wanted it to. We finally like got something released. Like that can be the thing that waits now, you know, and we can go do the other stuff that like we've been stressed about not getting at the door. Like this big tailwind engine improvement that we announced in June that I said was going to be out in a month or two and is still not out, you know? Um, so, you know, that's felt good to like make that decision and also just like really keep reminding myself that there's always going to feel like there's like some urgent thing that you don't have time for and is permanently going to be like that. I think if you're oh God, running yeah. a company, of course, so you just yeah. need to like learn to be comfortable in that state and yeah 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 dude i'm yeah i'm in that state it's i could yeah there's real trade-offs right now of like damn i really want to do this and this and this and we can't yeah and it's like oh yeah welcome to real life you know like this is just how it is resources are finite (laughs) yeah it is can't do all the things and damn like and uh, yeah it's like you I think it means you're doing it for real when there's like things you're like, yeah. damn, it sucks to not be able to do this. But like, that's are you, how it are is. you subscribed to like James Clear's newsletter? No. Um, I just got like an email from him yesterday that had a quote in it that kind of stuck with me. It's like a, a thing I've was heard. It from Steve Jobs. I've heard before. It's like the Steve Jobs quote about focus, but his was like a simple filter for managing your time. You're not focused enough unless you're mourning some of the things you're saying no to, you know, which yeah. Yeah. I think people, everyone says like, you know, like, only say yes to the things that you really want to do, but it's like, it's more than that. It's like, not not only should you be saying no to anything that you aren't hyped about doing, like you need to be saying no to a lot of things you are hyped about doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like to be hyped. Because again, if there's five things you're hyped about, you can still only do one of them. You know, know. your odds, your choices mm-hmm. do one or zero, you know, is kind of like the reality. Because if you try to do five at once, then you're just not getting anything done. Um, so yep, it's brutal. Right. I have, yeah. I, I have a couple things. I mm-hmm. have some segues first. Yeah. I do want to thank you, um, for having a relationship with Jason Freed because last night I had a date and she was like, Oh, I just like got really, I, I just got into this guy I really like recently. Do you know Jason Freed? And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I had him on my podcast the other day. She was like, what? I was like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. My co-host is like, great close friends personally oh, yeah. <laughs> godfather <laughs> of his kids you know um, yeah, exactly no I, I i kept it pretty straight i didn't embellish but it was like she was like whoa okay and i was like thank you adam for you you'll for be i haven't told moment. you this yet but you'll be happy to know that uh, jason freed is coming on the podcast again next week uh to talk about oh. the process of building the hay calendar based on what the conversation i was just having with you is like i want to find out the details when did you decide to start working on this 
what did you do in the first six weeks? What did you do in the next six weeks? Nice. Um, cool. Yeah. So exciting. Recurring guest. Uh, has he gone on any podcast talking about calendar? I haven't seen. I think that. this will be the maybe. Uh, I think he has talked about it a little bit, but this will probably be like the the first deep dive one. So it'll be the best. I hope so. Nice. That's sick. Good job. Nice. Nice score. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other th- okay, so let's another uh, sort of year reflection topic I wanted to talk about was productivity. Mm-hmm. I have been trying to do getting things done, like the actual you know capital GTD, yeah, 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 for like years now, and I just don't think it really works for me, and I keep being like. I know this will work just as soon as I start like really doing the weekly reviews. Like I know this will work just as soon as I start like really clearing the inbox over here. I know this will work once I stop abusing deadline, like like due dates on things and instead work from a list of next actions. Like I know this will like it just keeps it keeps not quite working. It works well enough that I don't like drop major balls all the time. <laughs> um, but I I do continually feel like I'm like I am like that going through the like I just need to subsidize demand loop where it's just like over and over I'm just like I, I'm su- it's eventually gonna work it's gonna happen I just need to do this thing, and um, I don't quite know what to do with this yet exactly, but I I think I'm close to admitting defeat uh, on GTD as a system and like trying something wildly different. Do you have any idea what wildly different actually means? Like what makes you think wildly different is a solution? Um, I don't really know what wildly different is, but it's like, uh, but I'm not really doing GTD. And so maybe I should just like stop saying I'm doing GTD or stop thinking that and like abandon this sort of like holy, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the precepts of that and be like, okay, I'm doing something else. What am I doing? Like what, what actually might work for me better and will help kind of drop some of the stress around like, oh, I just need to, uh, I'm not quite doing this right. And I know it versus like Ben's custom productivity system that, maybe is somewhat more effective for me. Yeah. Interesting. I don't have any productivity system and I don't consider myself productive, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) my productivity system is I am quite productive when I'm really excited about something and otherwise extremely unproductive. Yeah. Uh huh. And I'm productive when I'm around people and not productive when I'm not around people. And that's my system. Yeah, I'm like productive when like it's like do or die, you know, when it's like you are getting on stage to give this presentation in five minutes, you know, and that's like the procrastinator's specialty. Yeah. Like I was changing my Tailwind Connect presentation on stage in the dress rehearsal 30 minutes before the talk. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, classic. I should change how this part goes, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like we're doing okay. Yeah, that's maybe that's the takeaway though. Is just like chill out on the productivity systems. Yeah, exactly. Like that might be the takeaway. Is like, yeah, there's probably some theoretical world where you could get more productive with certain tweaks to the system or or something. But also, like, are you doing all right? Because if so, like, maybe you can drop the part where you beat yourself up about it. Yeah. And, um, maybe that's not helping at all. Maybe that's not what's going to get me to the to a better level. Hmm. And I think there's a lot of stuff too. You just have to just like not do, you know, and don't feel like you need to have a system to like, it's like inbox zero. You know what I mean? Like instead of chasing inbox zero, just like 
don't reply to emails. You know, (laughs) that's my system. (laughs) Uh, I don't do email. Sorry. Um, I, you know, let's talk about email for a second, actually, in particular, because this is sort of part of like, this is is part of a GTD precept. I would say is like, you like, you got to clear the inboxes. You got to like, let it build up. You clean them all out till you're down to zero. And like you turn them into actions and whatever. I'm constantly fighting this battle. I hate it. Um, and I keep going through this loop of like, all right, this sucks. I don't want to do this. Well, could I hire someone to do this for me? Could I hire an assistant who's just going to process my email and like tell me the important bits? I mean, I that's like, well, what like everyone's assistant does. If if there's only small amounts of important bits and there's a bunch of other junk, like why why is that there? Like, can I unsubscribe from that? Can I filter all that out? Like, why isn't my inbox already just the important bits? Yeah, sure. And then I try, but like, it's hard to maintain. You keep ending up on lists and the, uh, and like if. Do I need to have? I have to train a person to do this. Like, could I train an AI to do this? I don't know. It's just I can never get to a satisfying place around what the hell do you do about email? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, my inbox is just a mess. Uh, and yeah, and do I just come to peace? Do I just like make peace with that? Do I just? I don't know. Like, I don't. I want to respond to emails, you know, well, I want to, I don't want to leave people hanging. I don't want to miss stuff. Exactly. I don't know what to do with this part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the thing about email, right. Is like the more email you reply to, the more email you get, you know, that's like what people say. Um, I don't really get any important email anymore really because no one bothers. (laughs) Um, yeah, except for like bills and stuff like that, you know, but even DMS now I'm like, there's DMS I want to respond to in my Twitter mailbox, mm-hmm. but I can't even mark them as unread. So I like just forget they're there. Uh, Twitter like, DMS oh, God, are rough in that sense. Yeah. Uh, which is, and then like the whole like marking things as unread to remember to respond. That's also terrible. That also sucks. That's just like clearly just such a loser move, you know? Like, oh, I like, oh, I read it, but I'm going to mark it unread so to trick myself knowing I have to come back here and do something. Like, oh my God. It's just like, God, what a, what a yeah, life. What I know, are you doing? I know what you mean. You're going to die someday. <laughs> it's hard because, yeah, there's, I have two minds about it, right? One is like, surely there's a solution to this. And the other is like, stop calling this a problem you know um right yeah you know yeah maybe i need to be like more buddhist about it or something <laughs> it's just like yeah emails fall through the cracks so do dms that's yeah that's how it is this happens your yeah. expectations about wanting that to not happen are what's hurting you yeah exactly exactly i don't know i don't know i uh, i don't have a good answer for you i i think the closest thing i have to a productivity system is when I do my, what am I going to get done this week? Basecamp check-in every Monday. Mm. And it's just like, okay, this week would be a success if I did blah, 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 blah. And if I get that stuff done that week, that's great. Things that are out of my control, like the number of emails I get and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. I try to be careful not to let that become uh, uh, something that gets in the way, an obstacle of getting any of the stuff I actually want to get done, done. You should be able to decide what you're doing with your time, you know, like <laughs> email is like if you get 600 emails one day, does that mean you have to spend time that day going through all 600 emails? You know, that's like a DDoS yeah. vector for your own time, you know, kind of is, though. Yeah, I sort of feel like I remember 
I feel like what I want is someone to like read my emails and my text messages and my DMs and like <laughs> print the five most important ones and like hand them to me and I'll kind of like read through them and skim them and, and like dictate some responses and then like move on with my day. Yeah, that would be nice. It's not like what the president does basically, you know? probably <laughs> that, yeah that's that's i remember hearing richard stallman does this like it's like when he wants to read a web page like if someone's like oh you should read this web page he like his like secretary prints it or something i forget some some nonsense like that i want i want something like that i think i think i don't know or maybe i just need to be more at peace and just be like yeah it's, about it's, it. it's a yeah. bit of it's a bit of a mess I will never manage to get through all of this. That's kind of how it is. Zen or and I don't the art of inbox zero. Yeah, that's. I I zeroed my inbox probably a hundred and fifty times. Yeah. On work and personal separately, and I just it it fills back up. It never lasts. It never. It doesn't really bring me joy to do it. it that joy is so temporary and fleeting. I have more inboxes every year, I feel like. Like now I have like a linear inbox that's like full of people mentioning me on things. I have a Slack inbox. I have yeah, Twitter has become more of an inbox now. It's they just I'm working with a consultant and I have a Asana inbox. It's like inbox everywhere. Uh, my life is a series of clearing inboxes over and over and I just don't think this is going to lead me to contentment. I don't think a little more work or a little more diligence is going to get me there. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I had a good answer. But maybe you. it would. Maybe it would. The last like eight emails in my inbox that I haven't read yet. One is a receipt to Uber. So I guess we had Uber Eats. Junk. That's that's probably a coffee that got delivered for my wife. <laughs> then we have three calendar reminders about this podcast stacked on <laughs> top of each other. Then a reminder that I've got some unread Slack messages in a Slack I basically don't look at. Then another Uber thing. Then a notification from NPM about publishing a new version of a package. And then three more reminders for this podcast. Um, Why are you getting so many podcast reminders? I don't know, dude. Google Calendar events, to me, result in about six emails each. Um, <laughs> I, I did move it a couple times. That's probably part of it. Yeah, maybe. But these ones are all the but same. So Weird. Uh, I'll just tell you there. Yeah. Have you shared your calendar with like a few other like accounts or like like different accounts have like delegated access yeah, to it? Yeah, there's probably stuff like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiring a person to do this for me feels kind of right and also kind of insane. I I don't know. I tried it briefly, but I just don't care about my email enough, so I just didn't. Even, I just kind of stopped, you know. But I think a VA could do it for you pretty easily. Yeah, is there? there must be services that just do this, right? Like to me, when like all the VA stuff, is just kind of like the only thing I want you to do is my email. That's like, fine. Is, they'll, just, my they'll just do that. Dude, like we use like squared away for VA services, right? Yeah. And some months we use the VA a lot and some months we use literally zero hours, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and they're yeah. not like sitting there like unfulfilled in their work. Like it's beautiful because these people are all part-time. It's like, if no work comes in, great. I'm just like going to spend more time doing whatever I'm doing at home, taking care of the kids or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I've worked, uh, yeah, I haven't found those people to, those folks to be that great. Okay. What I want is a smart, fun, brilliant, high energy 
high agency hustler person mm -hmm. to manage my inboxes and to like come hang out with me in person and be like, yo, email we party. Just got an awesome email from this person. We should like respond to this. This is this person's cool. Yeah, that seems different. That seems a That's bit unorthodox. Um, yeah, I want yeah, a you right want like a person. personal chief of staff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, I want Stephen to move to Boston and do this for me, but he won't. Yeah, mm, bummer. What are you gonna do? I mean, Boston feels like there's gonna be people in Boston that'll do this. Yeah, or someone that moved to Boston. Maybe you're gonna hire a chef, and I'm gonna hire a personal chief of staff, and we're gonna pay them each money salaries, and they'll come make our lives better. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any other, uh, any other highlights or uh, lowlights for the year? We're running pretty, uh, pretty long on this one, but we're getting long. That's fine. Long is fine. Um, I did. I actually wanted to ask you on like the lowlights thing. Mm -hmm. Are there things that you want to stop doing next year, this year? I can tell one while you're thinking about it. Yeah. I got to stop sitting on bad news give me if an i have example. something to tell somebody yeah that i'm pretty sure they're not gonna like or is gonna cause like them pain or disappointment or something i'm so likely to delay and wait and come up with reasons why i shouldn't do it now and i should do it later mm -hmm. and every time i finally do it it's a relief i'm glad to have it off my mind and it almost always is better than i like they react better than i expect them to yeah and so i just am like causing myself needless pain by like doing it slow instead of fast yeah i think that that sounds right to me i am empathize with why it's difficult to do but i think you're right from a purely if you step outside of it and look at it objectively like rip the band-aid off yeah yeah totally and i know this lesson i've learned this lesson a bunch of times i keep bumping into it I have never gone, I've almost never gone the other way where I'm like, oh, actually, you need to blah, blah, blah. It's no, it's like, no, this is just correct with, with rare exception, but it's hard to internalize and remember and actually do it. Mm -hmm. But it always, man, yeah, when I do remember it, feel, or when I do make, make myself do it, it feels so good. Like, <laughs> wow, that was quick. It was clean. I didn't suffer longer than I had to. Yeah. It was, it's done. Yeah. Oh, so good. So more yeah that's what i want yeah that's good i i don't know if i have a great answer for this um things i'd like to stop doing i mean obviously there's like things you want to maybe do differently but framing it as things i want to stop is is actually tricky to uh to say like we kind of talked about like the the health stuff like that's something i just want to figure out like what's the way that makes that easy for me you know i don't know that that's just like stopping something but the, yeah I don't, I don't know i don't i think if there's anything i'd like to stop doing and maybe this is kind of like a weasel answer but it's just like stop like wasting time you know <laughs> i think like i piss away a lot of time <laughs> still in my life by procrastinating on procrastinating even on things that will be fun but just take activation energy to get mm. into you know what i mean like i'm supposed to write up a cycle plan for the team this week and i wanted to get it done yesterday and i haven't even started it yet and i enjoy writing them every single time i get into them but it's just like mm. 
put it off, put it off. Cause it's like, uh, what's the first word that I'm going to write? You know what I mean? But once you're like in it, it's fun and it's, and, and the energy's there and you're flowing with it. But I, I, yeah. I make this mistake a lot. Like I beat myself up a lot for like not feeling like I get enough done. And I think like just have to just, I waste too much time. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I don't need to sit there and like be focused and like tick, 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 like crazy all the time. But just like, I would be, I feel like I would be happier if I used my time more effectively, you know, in the short term, it feels like, Oh, I don't really mm. want to do that right now. But like when you get into it and you get something done, it's like, you feel good when you, a week goes by and you don't get anything done. Like you don't really feel good, even though it might've been fun to sort of like, and I don't like, you know, pick up my guitar for 15 minutes because I'm trying to put something off. I do think it's good to take breaks and like, you know, put my mind's energy on something else once in a while. That's not always a yeah. reason that you're doing it, you know, or it's like thing I don't really want to do. Uh, or I, I know I'll feel good when it gets done, but I just I don't want to start this right now. Hey, Taylor, you want to play Fortnite? You know, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff happens to me a lot. And I think I would just be mm-hmm. happier in life if I just like just dug my sank my teeth into the projects a bit more you know yeah um the thing that my 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 mind goes to is like environment design for that mm -hmm. like for me when i'm around other people that are working that it feels so much easier to like overcome the activation energy versus when it's just me by myself and i'm like eh, maybe i'll do this first yeah you know what like i actually i do solve that a lot of the time with like pairing on just like anything doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. like I'm just going to call someone and start working on the cycle plan, you know, um, mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. But I Same. do, I do that find helps. writing is like the one thing that's where that does feel a little hard. The person on the other totally, end is like, yeah. they're always like awkward silence is hard because they're always tempted to like suggest something to write when really I just like need everything to be quiet for like 30 totally. seconds while I just figure out exactly what I need to type. You know what I mean? That's the thing I've noticed too. I can't pair on like significant writing tasks. Mm-hmm. Like, Programming, yes. Writing a thing, it's just like, I I, it just somehow needs total silence and solitude. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's unfortunate. Like pairing on bullet points, really good. You know? Mm, sure. Pairing on yeah. prose, not prose. so good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Hmm. So that would be the thing for me, but I I don't know if I'm going to change it realistically. <laughs> I don't like as in a new year's resolution on off black and white sort of way. I, I think I've known this about myself for, for a long time that I'm always like happiest when I'm like deep into things and I should just like overcome that initial hurdle and just do that all the time. Um, and some, sometimes I'm better about it than others, but, uh, yeah, that's something I would like to figure out how to stop doing. Like I, I have an app called like yeah it's just called focus it's just one of those like block everything on your computer apps and when i remember to use that that actually does help a lot you know just like make it so twitter doesn't work make it so you know telegram doesn't work whatever Mm. um yeah i don't know overall it wasn't my favorite year i think 2022 was like a better year um Mm. felt like we got more done and stuff but yeah it was still a good year you know it was still a good year for my life you know i mm. yeah tough tough year for me maybe t- t- up there in toughness yeah top three for sure um 
got better towards the end. I would say the second half was a lot better than the first half, but like it was it was a tough one. Um, I think yeah, I felt pretty depressed at times. Had tough stuff at work. Had tough stuff personally. Um, so I'm looking. I think this year is looking good. I feel like the trend is good. Yeah, like got better as the year went on. I'm feeling good now. I feel like my exercise, like my exercising, is better, which is helping my mood a lot. And I'm just feeling like okay, I think I might be back. Nice out of that kind of rut that I was in. But yeah, maybe toughest ever. It might be, I mean it's the top three for wow. sure. Um, at least in like the first, I'd say the first half was brutal. Like ended a, I ended a relationship early in the year and that was like, oh, that sucked. That was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like work got kind of tough too. So like having like multiple like legs of the stool get hard at the same time was like really pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, but lately I feel like I'm like coming out of it and like it's really, man, it's really good. And like the stuff I did with around like the gathering, like the getting the family lake house, getting together with people more, making plans with people has been like feeling and like exercising better, like has just been feeling really good. And so like, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think this, I think this could be a good year. I feel like there's like still pieces to put in place and like, there's still big question marks in my mind on like some parts of my life, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm pretty on track. So That's good. fingers crossed. This is like set up for a will good not year. Be. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's looking positive. Yeah. How do you feel about the, uh, these winter months in general? They don't bother me that much. I mean, the the weather has gotten like increasingly mild yeah, <laughs> as yeah, I've sure. you know aged. It's like I mean it's chilly out, but it's not bad, and it's bright and sunny right now. And like I was out on my balcony this morning for ten minutes, like looking at sunlight to bright and sunny Huberman winter day thing. is actually like pretty magical. I do enjoy that. Yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah, um, it's like sky's blue. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not bothering me right now. Yeah, I um, I feel like it's a good time to get stuff done. You know, like I feel like we. Historically, I've always just got a lot of good work done in, uh, over the mm. winter nice. months. So I sort of, sort of enjoy that a little bit. I think I just sleep better in yeah. the winter because it's just like dark as fuck all the time. Um, mm. But I, that's something I'd like to improve. I, I, th- I think I probably sleep between five and a half and six and a half hours generally per night, which is not enough. This was like wow. that's that would crush me. Yeah, I mean this. I've always, I've known this for a while, but it actually became like abundantly clear to me when we were in Mexico over like the Christmas break because we're in a hotel room. So it's like, and we have an an infant too. So like you put the kids to bed, it's like, might as well go to bed. So it's like 839, we're kind of like getting ready for bed. And then it's not like when I'm at home and I get up and have work to do in the morning where my mind is racing. It's like, okay, the sooner I get up, the sooner I can like get in the office and start like doing stuff. So I was like sleeping from like nine to seven, you know? And yeah, like I felt awesome. And then as soon as I got home, I was sleeping from like 11 to five 30. And now it's like, uh, wow, I feel terrible. And I guess this is how I always feel. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure mm. out that habit because I get up at six every day to go to the gym. And uh, mm. last night I was up till 1130. You know, it was like 930. I was like, okay, I should go to bed. And the next thing I know, it's like 1130 because I, I don't know, you know what I was doing, you know, <laughs> just nothing. Yeah. Dicking around so, on YouTube or whatever. Totally. That like nine o'clock, 9 p.m. decision point, I feel like is the difference between like good sleep and mediocre sleep. It's like, can you get yourself into bed around nine something? Yeah. I have the same thing. Like I wake up at like 7.15 every morning, basically regardless of when I go to sleep. 
So I can get eight hours of sleep or nine hours of sleep. Yeah, it's, it's the time you go to bed. Get is in the, bed. That is the thing that controls it. The wake up time is that constant. Is you know, it's just like the yep. bedtime is the only thing you can control. Totally. Yeah, I'm the same. Totally. So, so I, I don't think I actually want to do this, but I, I feel like a cohort sleep course thing would do really well. I want to buy like sleep.club and like run a cohort based course where it's like everyone, we're all going to everyone, you need to buy a whoop or like some of the, like some sleep specific sleep tracker. Yeah. Like we're going to have leaderboards. We're going to share the data. We're all going to like work on specific habits, try to get those sleep numbers up. I think that would do really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you see like Brian Johnson or whatever has like a, a perfect sleep score for like now, like probably years, every a yeah. streak of like a hundred out of a hundred every single night. Mm-hmm. Like, pff, yeah. I don't know. That's probably a good thing to be doing. Like I, I, I got me thinking about it when you were just kind of saying like the first beginning of the year was hard and it got me thinking about some of the times when like I've been like the most discouraged or whatever in the past year. And I do feel like so much of that can be corrected with good sleep for me. Like the th- situations I was yeah. thinking about, it's just such an, it has a huge effect on your outlook and attitude, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no question. So, so it makes things feel so much more manageable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I need to get that yeah. that on track. So, all right, you want to be join the cohort? It's yeah. really expensive. You might not be able to afford it. Okay. But we'll, I'll think about it. My sleep score for last night was uh, eighty readiness, eighty sleep, and that's six hours and thirty nine minutes. So okay. that's that's your okay. We'll we'll put you in the uh, intermediate cohort. I would like to be getting. If I got seven and a half, I think that would be like huge for me compared to the mm. six I normally get. Maybe we'll do performance based. Like if I can get you to seven and a half hours of sleep, you can you pay me a yeah a big chunk of cash. It's just so hard to go to sleep early, man. It's like I'm tired. I know I should. <sighs> a big part of it for me is like because I work out first thing every day and. I'm disciplined about it, but I don't enjoy it. Like I consistently do not enjoy it at all. I like hate training. You don't enjoy the workout? No, zero. I do not enjoy it whatsoever. Huh. And That's weird because I have in my head that I don't enjoy it, but when I start it, I like it. So like it's hard to get myself to go do it kind of, but then once I'm there, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you this. know what? I think I, I'm similar to that. Like I used to look forward to working out when I was like training competitively. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to mm. go break a PR tonight. This is going to be awesome. You know, but now it's like... I do dread it. Like I, it does feel good to do it, you know, but I dread it and going to sleep means that's coming sooner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a part of me that's like, wow. oh, I'd like to just like squeeze in a bit more personal time but, here before I have to go to the gym. <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is, <laughs> this, this feels right. Like the, I think like if you were to try to make a, a course to get people to sleep better, so much of it is the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. It's like dealing with those somewhat irrational. Can you imagine if you just like worked a job you really hated? Like, you know, when I was younger, working in like a a factory making stoves, you know, and like you have to get up for your 7 a.m. shift or whatever. How hard would it be to go to bed early knowing that all you're doing is like burning the little time that you have to yourself? And, you know, it's a yeah. It's tough. I'd rather go to bed at like seven and set my alarm for like four and have like two hours of free time in the morning <laughs> before work. Okay. If, if that, that was acceptable. my life. 
I mean, I already do that now. Like I've already built this habit of like, I come to my office for 30 minutes before I go to the gym just to sit down, catch up on all the stupid dopamine notification crap. And, uh, yeah. And do you like that? Does it, is it nice? Uh, I prefer that. I think just going straight down into the, into the gym. Cause it's a little bit of quiet time. Cause once I'm done at the gym, like the three kids and everyone are awake and running amok, you know? So lately I even listened to like audiobooks at the gym. So I, I went from like music to podcasts to now I'm listening to, I'm doing squats, listening to fiction, you know, <laughs> and it's kind of strange, but, uh, I actually kind of, it actually makes the gym a little bit more bearable because like actual like fiction is just like so fun you know uh yeah i want to do more fiction this year read more fiction it's a good mental break resist the temptation to read every book about uh business optimization and uh whatever yeah i haven't read a business book in a little while i feel pretty good about it actually yeah i don't remember the last one that i read there's just a couple couple ones that had big impact on me that i go back and like reread little bits of once in a while when i need me like too. a that's about it cool man wrap it let's wrap cool good discussion yeah here's to 2024 yeah let's get it <laughs> or be at peace with not getting it uh, that is the question isn't it cool all, <laughs> all right. right take it easy see ya see ya